Speed. I'm your special host, Michael Stefano from Obstacle Running Adventures, and I'm with Evan for day four. How are you feeling? Uh, much better than I did yesterday. This is kind of the more fun day, I guess you'd say. Uh, not going to lie, I was I was deep in the pain cave yesterday. Uh, it's a natural trail run, but it's probably the craziest, gnarliest 5K race you've ever done in the trail. Um, you actually run up a ravine, you're running up waterfalls, you have ropes to repel in and out of a gorge. Um, a lot of, lot of uh, elevation change on that. But... You know, with all these ultra events, whether it be, and it's going to be different for every person. For me personally, it's for 24 hours and for multi-day stuff. Um, I have to lie to myself and tell myself that whatever I'm going through is only temporary and that I'm going to come out of it. I'm going to be better. And like I said, that's for me for 24 and for multi-day. You know, for other people, it might be a three-hour event or two-hour or one. It might be a long workout, right? So you got to lie to yourself and tell you it's going to get better. And a lot of times it does. Sometimes it does not. <laughs> But um, if you, you know, wherever you tell your mind to go, your body will typically follow. So uh, I told myself yesterday was a fluke and I'm going to be better today. And I woke up this morning after honestly not sleeping real well. I was getting up like every hour and a half and I was hungry and laying in bed hurt. Um, The temperature outside, it was outside for 11 and a half hours yesterday. And the exposure was messing with my internal thermometer and I was... I was sweating, and then I was cold, and then I was sweating, right, like, back and forth, and I uh, woke up this morning, had a cup of coffee, and I was like, all right, let's do it. Now, these past two days have both been a noob sanity, uh, but don't be confused, both are very different. This place is great, really, and there's so much to it. Um, you know, yesterday we were across the street in the ravine, a uh, completely different experience than the mud gauntlet side. Um, today, you know, you got to spend some time on the obstacles if you can, so didn't want to miss that. Uh, I liked Extreme Ravine for the serenity. For the... You know, the flats, but it had a lot of hills, very lower body. How is this different from yesterday? Oh, just a lot more gradual uphills and downhills. So it was a lot easier on the legs. The big difference was it was a lot harder on the upper body. Well, it's got all the obstacles. I mean, the ravine course is great, but this is where all the big stuff is. It's where all the, the fun happens. There, it's just a grind up and down some ravines. So I don't know how many obstacles were on the course, but there was a fair number. And one of the things I really like about Noob Sanity is they have these staggered lanes where... They have very hard lanes, kind of a medium lane and an easy lane. We call it tried and true, which is the easiest, risk and reward, which is the medium, and then we have the noob sanity lane, which is usually pretty crazy. And I tried to do at least the hard lane at least once on every obstacle. Uh, Some of them I was more successful than others. And a boatload of pacers this time. It is hard during the week. I mean, if it would have been the weekend, we literally could have, you know, supplied with a hundred people, because that's that's approximately how many we get every weekend for training. Even now during the winter time. Putting out a challenge for anyone else that can have more pacers. I think. Uh, do you know all of their names? Yeah. Let's see, we got uh, Brian returned from yesterday. Jamie returned from yesterday. I'm Jamie Scott from Smithville Flats. Uh, Mandy returned from yesterday. Uh, Mandy Blackwell. I grew up in the Broome County area. Tyler returned from yesterday. Tyler Matichak from Scranton, Pennsylvania. And then we had, I believe, Kelly. I'm uh, Kelly Glenn from uh, Binghamton, New York. This is one of the new ones. And Ryan. My name is Ryan Brizolar. I'm from Maine, New York, uh, in the Binghamton area. Who I, who I couldn't remember his name yesterday. Yes, he returned. 
And he's super fast. He's actually faster than Jared on the road. So he's kind of getting into OCR. So I'm really excited to see what he has coming down the season. So I'll be watching out for him on the Noob Sanity crew once he gets his obstacle proficiency down. Now, we know that OCR has a fantastic community in general, but what do you think about the Noob Sanity one in particular? Definitely the culture. Um, there's nothing that touches it. You know, you get the local 5K scene and everybody's kind of friendly and, you know, sort of knows each other's names. But you get here and it's like not a next step, but like two or three steps above that where it's just everybody's friends and everybody's so encouraging. And uh, I think it's the best one in the nation. Uh, the obstacles are fantastic, but it's, you know, the group of people that comes here that really makes it feel like a, you know, family. To be honest with you, right? I'm, I mean, I've lived in a couple of different places. I travel around a lot, both racing and doing stuff like this. And just the the quality and depth of the crew, I think, is unparalleled. So how long have you been part of Noob Sanity? Since 2014, 2015-ish. You have beginners to elites, right? Which is fairly common for a lot of groups. But it's, I mean, you can tell when they were pacing me, you can tell the way they talk to each other. You know, you are the closest five friends that you associate with. That's It's a product of who you become. And it's, it's really incredible to have a tight-knit group of friends doing all the same thing and having similar goals. Yeah. Be like, oh, you remember the time this happened? And it'll be like some ridiculous story of them going out at night in some super cold weather and doing some ridiculous challenge. There are so many crazy people out there that <laughs> that I need to help, you know, push me in that direction. And it's just like story after story like that. So you can really tell there's a bond there that you don't really see. And, um, you know, they we meet weekly for training. If you go to a gym and you're on a treadmill and it's kind of boring and you're, you're getting a workout, but there's not that exhilaration in the fun. Um, you come up here, there's a group of people, you're, you're working to get over obstacles, uh, you're laughing, you're mud, you're, you're carrying things. It puts a lot, it, it just elevates your, your training to another level. So I think that that creates a good opportunity for people to learn especially with a guy like jared leading everyone my name's jared newby i'm from binghamton new york you know he's top level himself that's exactly what i wanted to get to i mean a good community is led from the top right so it's really interesting to see how one great leader can create such a great community throughout a whole bunch of people yeah absolutely and it seems like he learned a little bit about that from his father uh, my name is uh, jerry newby binghamton new york and i'm the owner of noob sanity right oh absolutely yeah yeah uh, I don't think, did we talk about his trophy room yesterday? Nope, we're going to get to it now. Okay. <laughs> so uh, you may have seen my trophy room in, I've posted on Instagram a couple times. I've got like one room where I have all my OCR stuff, right? Like my stuff looks Bush League compared to his dad's room. It is, is the basement is literally wall to wall, floor to ceiling trophies. And a lot of it's motocross. I've had my pro license in motocross for seven years. I still compete in uh, motocross at a, uh, uh, currently I'm number four in the world for veterans. But then a wall of it's specifically for World's Toughest Mudder. I've done the World's 24-Hour uh, Tough Mudder five times. Yeah, including the original, right? Including the original. And then, you know, he's adding all these rowing records. Um, I like to stay active. My most recent thing now is I'm into uh, um, indoor stationary rowing. Yep. And in fact, in a week and a half, I'm headed to Paris for the World Championships. Oh. Um, I think we talked, did we talk about him yesterday? So. My brain's, yeah. <laughs> He, he rode a million meters. He's got the world record for that. And I also have three world's ultra-distance world records in, indoor rowing, which I've gotten within the last uh, 14 months. And like, you know, like two or three other world records. It's, it's, it's very impressive. He's still going. I believe he has a championship event coming up soon, too. And he's just, he's keep going, which is amazing. 
Yeah, it really shows that it, you know, if you're passionate about something, you can you can go on you know, the older you get and still be successful and still do well. Yeah, you spent a solid 10 hours out on the course today. What are some of your favorite obstacles out there? Every year we try to put uh, you know, between five, six, seven thousand dollars into obstacles. I like the, I think it was called Area 51. It's one where you basically crawl through a tunnel on your back and then you climb a rope and then you go across a balance beam with things hanging in, in your way. So that was a really fun one. The, uh, the, there's a pirate one. I'm, I'm not sure what it's called, but it's basically a balance beam into a traverse wall and it's over water. They have a lot of like the standard ones, Tyrolean Traverse. They call it Shark Attack. Uh, monkey bars over water. They had the uh, rip curl, which is their warped wall. And, you know, the it makes it a little higher stakes when you know if you fall off the monkey bars or the Tyrell and Traverse, you go land on ice and then the ice breaks and then you go chest deep in water. So a lot of them were over frozen ponds and I had some bad luck you know, yesterday with ice like falling through. Mm-hmm. So the last thing I wanted to do was mess around on stuff over a frozen pond. If I wasn't 100% sure I'd be able to complete the obstacle. Right, so that's... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> high risk. So uh, that that made it give a little more incentive. So I did not fail any of those water ones. People continue to support what you're doing. Uh, how does that make you feel that you have so many people behind you? I needed some motivation. I figured he he could as well. So I was curious to see how far he was into his uh, you know, into his adventure. Matt Evan yesterday really kind of struck a chord with what he's doing and you know why he's doing it and figured today if he's going to be unsupported it'd be a great time to kind of pick his brain and really get the details about why and you know what makes his brain tick and you know those kinds of things always are you know really important to what makes a person work i think he's crazy (laughs) it's it's pretty cool i mean it's a fun challenge i'd kind of jealous go see all the different courses and everything oh it's great it's uh just phenomenal and i check my facebook messages in the morning and then in the evening and then the rest of the day, I don't really hear much. But, you know, we've been getting a lot of good comments and stuff on Facebook. And I've seen a couple of people donate. And again, the donation is for Folds of Honor, scholarship money for children whose parents were killed or wounded in action, which as a military veteran who's been in the military 15 years, a lot of personal touch there, right? I've, my college roommate died in Iraq in April of 2007. Um, lost one of my soldiers of March 2006. So um, luckily, that's mostly it for me. And then all the other, you know, friends I've lost or guys I work with, it's their family members. So um, I consider myself fairly fortunate. I know that doesn't sound like that, but the, if you read my book, there's, there could have been a lot more, a lot worse uh, close calls. So words of encouragement are great. I wish him totally the best. And I mean, the reason he's doing it and to help support our vets and, you know, as among other reasons is just a cause that I think every American can really kind of get behind and anything that I can do to help him even if it's keep a smile on his face for a half an hour then uh, I'm more than happy to do it do your best don't be afraid to try stuff yeah good luck keep plugging on you're doing great this is kind of the halfway point of the trip for him you know mileage wise he's over that already I mean it's just really um, inspiring I was trying to do the math in my head and figure out when I'm going to hit his mileage for this week this year and I'm probably a couple weeks off from getting to where he's at already so uh, no he's really incredible it's a great thing that he's doing for the charity and uh, you know just really cool to have him here yeah yeah it's really inspirational what he's doing Uh, but also donations are huge doing this as a fundraiser we're having a great time with it but that this is why we're doing it Uh, so any final thoughts on how today went no i was a little more consistent with my fueling so um after yesterday kind of didn't make that mistake again 
So I was happy about that. Again, there was a lot of snow on the ground, so it really made large portions of it unrunnable for me, you know, without expending a lot of energy. Seems really smart that he went into it with a plan. You know, he said, I'm going to push myself the next two days. Not too hard, though. <laughs> yeah, just kind of make sure I have enough energy saved up for the last couple of days. And then, you know, last day, he's just going to, you know, go all out. And, and uh, I don't know, the, my right foot kind of hurts a little bit, like the muscle going across the top, right? Connects like the top of the foot to the ankle, uh, which reminds me of, wow, uh, I had a feel like I had a similar problem at World's Toughest Motor 2016 when I ran 90 miles, and I was kind of limping around the next day. But um fear you just kind of power through it, and I think I'll be all right. So what are your thoughts as we go into Pennsylvania now? Pennsylvania's an unknown course for me. I've never been to Erie OCR Battleground, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, like I told you at the beginning of the podcast, I sometimes lie to myself to make things easier. So in my head, I'm like, oh, this is a different venue. It's definitely going to be easier. So that's a good lie. On Friday, then we go to Columbus for Movement Lab Ohio. And I also think that's going to be easier, which may also be a lie. Um, it's supposed to rain. It's supposed to be like freezing rain that day. So that should be fun. And then we got uh, William Shell's kind of private training facility in Missouri after that. And, you know, we only did 20 miles today because we want to get on the road to get to Erie. But, um, you know, worst comes to worst, we're going to have to pack on some miles on that last day. And it might be a, might be a really long day. But, you know, I'm, I'm willing to risk it on the last day and sacrifice pretty much all my sleep that last day to hit my mileage goals um, versus I don't want to get myself in too deep of a debt now and then, you know, have my performance suffer the next couple of days. All right. So we're officially halfway through. Uh, onward to day five. That is exciting. Um, yeah, I think we've covered cumulative 110 miles and more obstacles than I care to count at this point. But it was a lot. And yeah, feeling good. And any bad days again, or if there's a fluke, that's what I keep telling myself. Hands down, uh, kudos to him. I mean, to to do this day after day after day. I mean, I know how hard these courses are. Um, and for him to not only do it once, but to continue around for an entire marathon, that's crazy. And then to get a few hours of sleep and then get up and do it all again. And then, you know, single-digit temperatures – you know, unbelievable performance by him. So, uh, you know, great job up to now. Good luck for the rest of it. And uh, as I said, my hat's off to him because that's a, uh, an amazing accomplishment. See how it goes.